Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. We continue in our Innia Summer 2020 series. I love how much y'all are loving these. Just a reminder, the Enneagram is a tool we love around here to help us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help us with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful here at That Sounds Fun. If you are just listening for the first time to the twos and you want to know more, you can back up to the last couple of weeks. We already have released the eights, the nines, and the ones with a great intro show from Sarah Jane Case, also known as Enneagram and Coffee. But today on the show, we have our Enneagram twos. The music in the background is from our good friend, Ryan O'Neill, better known as Sleeping at Last. He's created a song for each Enneagram type. And what you're hearing now is the Enneagram 2 song. So make sure you head to Spotify or Apple Music and listen to the whole thing, read the lyrics. It will, (laughs) if you are a 2 or if you love 2s, which is probably all of us, it's just beautiful. You're just going to love it. This year, our Enneagram 2s are Christina and Riley, two of the kindest, most thoughtful friends I have. And you'll hear all about that in today's show. Remember, we do have an Enneagram 2 episode from Ennea Summer 2019 with my friends Nate and Jen, if you want to go back and hear that as well. But before we meet and get to know Christina and Riley, our buddy Seth Abram, you know him, he's an Enneagram expert and host of the Fathoms podcast, is going to give us a quick overview of what we should know about twos. All right, Seth, we are back talking about our Enneagram twos. Hello, twos. Those twos. Just dear. They're just dear. <laughs> they are. Give they us, really, really are. They are. Give us kind of a flyover thoughts on Enneagram twos. You got it. All right, so Enneagram type two is the point in the Enneagram that represents the heart's capacity for love mm-hmm. and connection and uh, sincere relationship. Yes. And so people who lead with type two are highly sensitive to other people. Uh, this might sound interesting to you, but they actually, it's kind of been proven that they have more mirror neurons really? than other types. Yeah, this sort of, this thing in your brain that kind of helps you like feel what other people are feeling, right. this capacity for empathy. They right? have more than anyone. Yeah, that I feels have, very true. I know, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so twos are really about addressing and helping take care of other people's needs, mm-hmm. you know? That's what they're oriented towards. And so their heart really does go out towards people, that goes out to other people. And along with nines, you know, they are the most other focused and directed um so relationships it's all about relationships that's what they're after that's they think relationally they use people's first names and they they often even introduce themselves by who they are in relationship with yeah right relationship is what the world work makes the world work though you know so they invite us to be just more thoughtful and kind and selfless but the issue for twos when they feel like they're losing contact with this innate gift of love and relationship Mm -hmm. is you know they don't feel connected with who they want to feel connected to and so they've got to recreate or manufacture this connection. And so love is their job. You know, when love is missing in this space, I'm going to be the one to fill this. This is my role. Uh, and so they lean in, and, they, and this means they've got to deny their own needs because they've got to be endless in their capacity to give. Yeah. And so they believe they've got to go out to others to help to win them over. And then this childhood conditioning story tells them, you know, in order to, to get, you've got to give. And to be loved, you've got to be needed. And so they, you know, it becomes difficult for them to voice their needs. 
and they find themselves doing things for people they don't really want to do oh, yeah. or want to do or need to do. And, and so their self-worth is actually based largely on it's, it's deflated or brought down, or that's the same, heightened or deflated, based on how people respond to them and give yeah. them the feedback they're looking for after they've given themselves to them. So, yeah. So ultimately, uh, twos are motivated by this need to feel connected to other people. Again, it's all about relationships. And they work really hard not to be physically or uh, emotionally isolated. Yeah. yeah. And male twos are kind of hard to find sometimes, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that there's potential truth in that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Potential especially truth. especially be. just because I, I, I have not met many male twos. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it is interesting. Uh, tell me why we need twos in our lives, both male and female. Yeah. Um, again, they have this serious, real, sincere concern for other people. Yeah. And so really, they, I think of the helping profession. I would wonder if that wouldn't be around if it wasn't for twos, you know? Wow. And I, I think, you know, this is their highly relational thinking to really value other people. Yeah. You know, when you, in the simplest places, when you go and get a cup of coffee and somebody looks in the eyes, you know, this is this is the two in everybody, I think. This, yeah. this ability to, to see me and value me and love me and, and uh, be in relationship. I think we all need help, too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's harder for some people to ask for help. And twos often are helping without asking, without yeah, you asking. Yeah. So, and I think some people need that. Yeah. I, I know I need that. I, I do tend too. not to voice a lot of what I need. So, yeah. yeah. I tend to find with my twos that what they offer to do for me tells me more about what I'm lacking. Oh my gosh. Because then I go, oh, if they're noticing that I need help in these three areas, yep. I either am ignoring that in me, or yes. maybe they're wrong. Yeah. Or, or I need to pay closer attention to my own heart <laughs> totally and it's at least your ability to, to say huh is this actually a need of mine yes yes yeah. are they seeing what i don't see mirror neurons yeah right? <laughs> they've got them yeah. that's right so why does the world <laughs> need twos yeah I, I think their sacrificial love mm. that they can teach everybody this you know yeah. um maybe not as so much uh unhealthy twos but sacrificial love for really healthy twos is so yeah so important and um i think also heartfelt gift giving yeah uh, it's just they know what what we want. Yes, you know because they're watching. They're so in such uh, relationship with us, whether or not we know we are with them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> right. they know what we're looking for. Like, I can't tell you how many Christmases in a row or birthdays in a row my kids like Grammy's birthday present the, the most. most. Yeah, <laughs> and it's this in tuneness with with what they're after, what's yeah. important to them. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, um, and I also just think this loving presence. Yeah, twos tend to be able to be friends with anybody because mm-hmm. right away people just feel, huh, yeah. this person, I, there's something about them. Yeah, their presence is loving. I'm gonna drop a surprise question on you. Okay. You keep mentioning healthy versus unhealthy. Yeah. How do you know if you're healthy in your number? Yeah, um, I, I think one marking thing about that is is this. It's not just sevens that have an insatiable need for more, but it's it any type that has this insatiable need for finding their gift over and over in the world or forcing it. Uh, so it's really about how deeply enmeshed you are with the patterns as who you are, your identity yeah. or not. Because yeah. it's kind of these, like I've said, these are innate gifts, you know, and yeah. when I'm connected to who I am in God, when I know and I trust um, that I'm created in the Im- image of God, this is something I can trust. And we'll get into actually, we'll name this with the, the type threes here next, okay. but, but yeah. Okay, good. That, I think it's important for us to be thinking as we're listening to all these shows and all these conversations to be thinking about what is healthy look like yeah. in me as this number as well, if you identify as that number. Yep. Okay, so what should we listen for in this conversation between Riley and Christina? 
Yeah, uh, I think, again, you'll hear probably others focused. They might bring uh, just the, the conversation back to you or the other two. Yeah. Often they use compliments mm-hmm. and can be flattering, mm-hmm. which is definitely sincere and also another way to, to uh, kind of get to be your best friend. Yes. But, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> they can be flattering and, and uh, verbally engaging. Yeah. And they really are. So they're also demonstrative. And I didn't remember what that word meant, but I looked it up and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. yes. So anybody out there that knows that word, you know this yes. is true. Yes. <laughs> they're very demonstrative. Um, in my experience, they often use your first name. Hmm. I don't know if you've experienced that before. I can't wait to, I haven't, obviously we're doing yeah. these before the conversations. I yeah. can't wait. We'll yeah. see if they do. Yeah, it's um, interesting. But just listen for heart stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> heart, heart stuff. stuff. That's yep. right. Oh, I'm so grateful for Seth's thoughts. And now here is our conversation with our Enneagram 2s, Christina and Riley. I'm super interested to whether the Hispanic culture affects your two-ness. Ooh, If wow. being raised by Hispanic mothers and fathers, because both of you have Hispanic mothers and fathers. Yeah. So I am, uh, my dad is Hispanic, so my dad's family was from a long line of Spanish and Puerto Rican families, but okay. uh, my mom is white. <laughs> is she? Yeah. Okay. She kind of looks Hispanic. She, she tans does look really Hispanic, well. yeah. <laughs> she tans really well. <laughs> yeah, she does look Hispanic. I mean, y'all just all kind of look, and your last name's Vasquez, mm-hmm. and, which is... But that's your dad. Yes, that's, not, that's my dad. That's side. not really your mom's side. It, okay. Okay. Yeah. And your mom and dad Hispanic? Yes. Dad from Mexico, but mom's from Texas. So she was born and raised okay. in Texas, where a lot of it comes from, I think, the Air Force, too. Okay. Um, yeah, I just will be interested as we have the conversation. I think yeah. that's really interesting for people to know how I'm interested, whether that plays into and how different your upbringings are because of how your parents raised you versus people in other cultures and whether that affects your tunis. That's a, I never thought of that, actually. Yeah. Ever. I would say that my Hispanic culture upbringing was probably way more minimal than yours was. You know, my grandparents on one side were Hispanic, but my family was actually a very entrepreneurial family, which really hits on my three wing. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you mean entrepreneurial? Tell me more. So my family owns music businesses. Like they sell instruments. So <gasps> whenever you want to play guitar or play piano, you had a keyboard in your I house I need a French recently. horn. A French horn? Yes. You I have French horn. Yes. I have the mouthpiece. <laughs> and I have the books. I just don't have a horn. <laughs> Well, you know, you we know can get that me? for you. No, I did not know this. I yeah. did not. Do you put your whole arm inside the French horn when you play? No, just your paw. Just, just your, your paw. hand. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't your go paw. all the way in. You just put your hand inside the bell. Okay. Well, we can sort you out. Okay, thanks. Okay, so you're all over where? Where are so, they? So Georgia, middle Georgia. That's right. So they're, um, they are retail music stores, and they're like your neighborhood local music store. It's not anything super prof- professional. But yeah, so my parents did that growing up. And, uh, and so I was always in that space and I was always working myself into a different job there. So whether it was, you know, starting out cleaning toilets or maybe it was selling guitars or then, uh, one point in time I became like the computer guy who knew how to work computer stuff. I was always kind of working myself in other areas, which probably speaks to a lot of my tunis. And that you're a tour manager now. And that I'm a tour manager now. And the million things that you do. Right. Correct. Right. We do need to clear up one thing. Christina and I call you two different things. I call you Riley because that is your name. That is my name. But you call him. Squez. 
Yes. Yes. Explain how you have two names. So Squez is half of my last name, Vasquez. <laughs> and I just found out uh, maybe like two months ago that my dad went by Squez in college. <gasps> no way. You I are did lying. not know this. No. A buddy here actually just gave me this nickname one day and it stuck. So if you are introduced to me by a close friend, you will be introduced to me as, hey, this is my friend Squez. Right. If I introduce myself to you, I will always say Riley. Squez is hard to say in a crowded, loud yeah. room. People are like, hey, did you say squeege? <laughs> Squoos? Was that squaz? I don't understand. So I just say my name's Riley. So who are you a tour manager for? Are you allowed so, to? So, yeah, totally. So my favorite band that I tour manage is a band called Colony House. Yes. They are yeah. some of my best friends. We've been working together for a long time. And then uh, also a band that you're probably aware of, uh, Switchfoot. Yes. Which is just no, one maybe. of... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> They're up and coming. They're new. We'll one of my favorite bands from all time. And um, and a couple other uh, pop rock bands. But um, Colony House is my favorite. Yes. We've yes. had some of their... We've had a sibling and a father from oh, nice. Colony House on That Sounds Fun. So Emily's been on and Stephen Kershaw. Oh, been oh on. great. Cool. Great, great people. Great people. Stina, tell us what you do and who you are. I am... Talking about nicknames and friends, yeah. like, I will always introduce myself as Christina. But if you are a friend, a close friend, you know me as Stina. Right. Um, <laughs> given a nickname by my now husband, who was my best friend. Yeah. Before that, but I work at Cross Point Church. I'm on our creative team, and I'm also one of our worship leaders. Yes. Um, and then as well, I am uh, a touring background vocalist. Yes. As well, so getting to be in that world. And too. new mom. New mom. New mom. Yeah. New mom. Five months old. He's about to be six months. Yeah. I, it, that weird. whole story, we just need a whole episode yeah. about how the Lord just mm. made a way Blew where there my was mind. no way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You and Nate got married how long ago? Um, well, it'll be 16? Uh, it'll, no. 2016, yeah. Okay. I think. Wow, it's been that long. I think. Listen, it, it's all a blur to me now because I'm just <laughs> like, we've been married for 17 years. I've known you for seven. We've never not been married. <laughs> so it's always been. Yes. Um, and Riley, the problem with me putting you on my Instagram last week is all the ladies hey. wanted to know. And I said, pump the brakes. He's off. He's off market currently. <gasps> off market. I found a quarantine cutie. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Okay, but the real real is, I mean, we won't spill all your beans, but in a beautiful way, he has known her, and it all looped back around in quarantine. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so good. W our first date was awful, and I, I would have never probably reached out again. And then, you know, Nashville, we had the tornadoes. Do you remember the tornadoes? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, of course you do, because it was crazy. Uh, so scary. And remember, well, a lot of people are going to hear this. Yes. Are you fine telling this yeah, story? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, great. Well, I just want to be like, just to remind you, it's not just me and Stina. <laughs> well, usually you would think like, oh, the vibes are happening on your first date. Let's continue. I was like, no, this is not working. Yeah. We just did not connect. But uh, to be fair, I was with Riley when we saw her in January. Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What about Annie he like, gave me uh, the elbow? She yes. gave me the elbow. Said, "What about that girl?" And I and was like, like, "Yeah, oh, we I had took a her out one time, taste. and it wasn't oh. great." And I was like, "Well, I just saw that." So, <laughs> so it was. Uh, we were helping clean up. I was with separate with people helping clean up tornadoes, yeah. and I saw her walk out of a backyard carrying a giant stump. And she yelled. She yelled my name, <laughs> and I was covered in in wood chunks from sawing uh, trees down. And we just had a conversation, but you could tell. The vibes were out. Yes, in that come on. And then so uh, when we got in tacos after that, and then quarantine happened, and she just kept coming to my house. 
we'd walk around 12th South, which is a great area here in Nashville, nice little neighborhood. And we'd, and we would stay, I mean, I didn't even hug her when I saw her cause it was quarantine. Right? Right. We were all kind of scared. So I'd stay, you know, three feet away and just high five, see ya. And then immediately go wash my hands. <laughs> But we kind of formed a great relationship, and she's just awesome. I mean, tells his address and his dating life right here on That Sounds Fun. I feel very well, honored. Well, I'm getting an update, too, because I have no idea. Right. Because <laughs> I'm constantly, only, like, oh, who I do know. I set him up with? I know. Because he's such a great guy. I only found out last week. We went, I, I, I went and got tacos down the street from his house, and I said, come walk with me. And he was like, I do have a quick update. And I was like, tell me everything. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. Okay, so I think that's fun for people to know. You're married, Stina. Yes. You're in, in a relationship. Newly you're dating. Relationship. Yeah, yes. You're dating. Wink. Um, okay. <laughs> what ink? <laughs> Will y'all tell me kind of how you knew you were a two? How did you mm-hmm. begin to identify? It, it, Riley, we'll start with you because a lot of men are hesitant to identify as, as twos. Mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert, very uh-huh. extroverted. <laughs> I wanted to identify as the three or the seven. I did not want to be a two. Yeah. And um, I was mm-hmm. actually with the Colony House guys when I took a test on uh, a tour and I I actually raised my head up from a back seat of a 15 passenger van we were probably in the middle of America somewhere and I said guys I just took the test and it says I'm a nine actually <laughs> and then just as I got that out of my mouth one of the guys said Squez you are not a peacemaker you are completely the opposite <laughs> so I'm like okay back to the drawing board um, so I started reading the descriptions rather yeah. than you know taking the test sure. and I just hated the description of the mm-hmm. two and really? I realized hang on I think I got a lot of things I need to change <laughs> and I wow. uh, really saw kind of a lot of the things I had been struggling with um, while reading the definition of two what'd you read it in the road back to you or what um, were you reading do you remember I mean everything on the internet but then yeah. I started reading um, Richard Rohr's book yeah it was more like a textbook yes uh, it's so good but then I got road back to you and it was, yeah. it was really good and also yeah. all the podcasts all the Instagram stuff yeah, yeah 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 Stina, how'd you know you were two? Well, I took the test, right? And honestly, like, it all made sense after I took the test. Mm. Because, you know, you take all the other, like, personality tests, and it tells you, like, your strengths and whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a helper. Um, (laughs) That's so kind of me. Yeah. Um, It feels great. It feels, I feel amazing. (laughs) Until I started reading the definitions of the Enneagram, like, what two was. And and I wasn't trying to, like, deny it or anything. It just made sense to me. Yeah. So it wasn't until that I took the test that it was just like, okay. Wow. This is it. And I took the test multiple times because I was like, I, I feel like I'm other things, too. I yeah. feel like I'm more than, than just this. But it, the main one kept bringing it back to two. Yeah. So yeah. many Christian women think they're twos. And some of them are and some of them aren't. How did you, what was it about it that made you go, yeah, this isn't me just being like a really nice person who likes to help people and works at a church? Yeah, I think it was just my upbringing, too, and how you brought up the question of how, like, in my culture did it make me, you know, Mm -hmm. how it played into one another. And I think, too, because my mother was always – because in the Spanish culture – you know, we were raised both ways, like to be, you know, be b- very proud of who we who we are, but also very Americanized. But I'm also from Texas, so mm-hmm. it's very Tex-Mex right. and having that Texas <laughs> pride. And it's like Texas is bigger and better than everything. Everyone's so kind and nice. But also, too, like my mother raised us with to be kind, to be respectful. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. All of that. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think also what I was saying to that, too, was the military upbringing. So right. it, for us, it was in the Spanish culture, too was you always put other people first, like yeah. as you're serving them. Mm-hmm. So and I, I always remember when we were, my mom would make dinner for our family, she'd be like, 
make sure your dad served first. Make sure your brother wow. served first. Like make sure the men are served first. And making sure that everyone is good to go before you. Yeah. And that may just be like what my family did. It may not actually be in the Spanish culture, but I knew in the Spanish culture it was men first mm-hmm. before yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I just realized and knew that that's who I, who I was, who I how my parents raised us to be was to be helpful and to be very like giving and with your time in. What number is Nate? What's your husband? I think he's a six. Oh, okay. I think he's a, is that, sorry, he's not very like into it. He's like, I think yeah. I'm this because, yeah. um, but he's uh, the planner, like always has the worst case scenario, yeah, a plan yeah, yeah. after that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Tell me what y'all love about being twos. I, I love giving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you said when you sat down, I was going to bring treats. <laughs> I decided I couldn't because I didn't want to be that much of a two. I didn't want to be the stereotype. You've <laughs> never shown up at this office without a treat. You're right. You show up every time with a treat. Yes. <laughs> but then what did he do with the chairs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, as soon as we get in, we're trying to figure out which chairs. You are moving all the chairs around so Christina has the right chair. That's how I think. <laughs> I, I can't imagine thinking any differently. <laughs> right, I know. I cannot imagine thinking about people as much as y'all think about other people. <laughs> it just blows my mind. What's funny is I didn't realize this until, you know, learning about the Enneagram, but I do those things and that's how I get I get the appreciation right now and it's just lighting me up. Yeah. And I think I know somewhere down deep that if I do something for somebody else, that's how I'm going to receive love, mm. which that's crazy. Right. Yeah, but I mean, you you aren't, I'll bring treats to Annie and Stina so they'll like me. Oh, n- maybe at some point, or maybe a very if a very unhealthy Riley was sitting here, maybe uh, so. Okay. I think people actually do do that for yeah. sure. But yeah. on a normal day, you just think, oh, I can't wait to see my friends, and it'll be extra level fun if I show up with a thing. Absolutely, yeah. Every time. Yeah. How does that play out with the people you live with? Like, you live with a bunch of dudes. Are you the one always buying groceries? Or cooking dinner, or do you serve a ton at home? So we actually, right before quarantine, well, the beginning of the year, we started a thing. We call our house the Tab. Uh-huh. It's right across from an old church called the Tabernacle. And not anymore. So not anymore. They tore it down. They tore You're it right. down. Wow. R.I.P. Church. Um, R.I.P. Well, we our house is still called the Tab. It has not been torn down. Thank you. Luckily, <laughs> yeah. Luckily. So we started a Tab Tuesday dinner. And uh, we would invite friends every week and we'd cook for him. And that mm. was just like scratching all the two itches because yeah. we would invite everyone over. We'd cook a great meal. We'd tell them to bring a vinyl record. And then, you know, if they wanted to bring something else like a dessert, they could. And, and that was fun. Everyone kind of pitches in, but there's actually two twos in our house, which uh, is me really? and someone else. And we're learning how to work together instead of just like doing something nice for each other every like continually yeah we are like taking turns and like both of us can actually neglect our needs in the house and and then we both get really frustrated so we're learning mm-hmm. how to speak up in wow. those kind of situations yeah Stina, what's it like in your house being a two well the good thing about that is that my husband knows that i'm very much a two mm-hmm. and he makes sure that i'm not doing everything oh, wow. and that i'm not making sure that i'm that i'm making time for myself yeah. and he'll jump in and say hey let me do that mm. hey let me do that and i'm like you do the dishes please yeah like please yeah. you want to change that diaper I right. go for it like, <laughs> oh you yes <laughs> yeah so like and being able to accept the help too yeah. to accept it to let him do it and um but that's what it's like in my household is being a two is that knowing that i give give and go go and do and he's very aware of my two-ness 
and it jumps in and helps with it too. And you often, like even at, at work, your job is making everyone else feel cared for and seen. Right. So volunteer coordinator, creative volunteer coordinator, and I do that heavily within our music team as well. Yeah. So within our music team, I'm celebrating our birthdays of all mm-hmm. our volunteers. And just an example for it too, yeah. Riley's birthday, he's on our music team as well. Yes. I sent him a card and he had been on the road for maybe like a year or so and hadn't served. And I sent him a birthday card and he texted me. He was like, hey, thanks for this. <laughs> Hey, yeah, just two twos. Yeah. <laughs> and I also felt really bad because I hadn't been doing anything to deserve that love. Really? Mm-hmm. It made you feel bad? I mean, yes, it made me feel great. Oh, they thought about me. Wow, I feel absolutely terrible no. because how <laughs> can they love me oh, when wow. I didn't really earn this over the last year? Yes, I had been involved in the past. And yes, yeah. I want to be involved in the future. But it took someone like Christina, which mm. is a huge reason I probably still am involved at Crosspoint. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you saved me. <laughs> that is so interesting that, I, I mean, because anybody can have that, oh man, I haven't talked to that friend in a year. I feel, mm-hmm. I can't believe they sent me a card. That feels embarrassing. But for a two, it's genuinely this deep, like, I haven't earned this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. keep going about your job. Yeah, so um, I care for our volunteers and I plan our parties and I do a lot of just Mama Stina is what a yeah. lot of the team members call me because it's like... You, if you have a question about something, go ask her. Like, if yeah. you need help with something, go ask her. If you, and the team, like our team, comes to me like, "Hey, what is so and so like? Mm. Like, what is so? What is so and so's favorite something?" Yeah. And I'm able to like tell you off the top of my head because, listen, mom brain's a real thing. But for some reason, I can remember somebody's favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So just caring for people is a huge part of my job. Yeah, yeah. When has it backfired for you? Um, I would say. You don't have to like throw names out, but well, let me tell you can. You. Yeah, like, let me tell you about them. first of all. Um, well, actually, not. I can't really think of a time like right now in my job, but I can in the past. Yeah, where it's backfired on me was it would probably be in an unhealthy two state when I yeah. didn't realize it was before the enneagram. Yeah, where I was doing and giving to receive the love and appreciation from somebody that I was dying for their attention and yeah. dying for their affection and nothing ever came of it mm. or it backfired on me army of just like I don't want anything to do with you like I don't yeah. you're not who I want to be with you're not who I, anything like that yeah. but yeah I just feel like maybe twos Riley you can speak to this maybe but I feel like twos are some of the easiest inside of you to identify when you're being healthy and unhealthy yes I would say when you are unhealthy you just feel exhausted on the inside and taken advantage of drained drained um and for me when i am healthy i can still feel tired if i'm like giving but it comes from a different place Mm -hmm. and it's like actually really satisfying Uh rather than like oh you said you you were talking about um christina wanting someone's attention oh I can a hundred percent identify with that. Like you want someone's attention so bad. You don't even realize that you want Mm -hmm. their attention, but like you want what they're offering. So you will just give, 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 offer, offer, offer. You'll help them to move out of their house and then you'll take them to dinner and you'll bring them dinner the next week. And (laughs) then you'll help, uh, you'll pressure wash their driveway. You've never pressure washed a driveway before. Why are you doing this? (laughs) You figure out a way to make something happen. Yeah. When you actually have all the needs for it. So a funny thing happened when the Enneagram ones walked into the studio they both found things they would do different in the studio like because one kind of oh yeah they were like well I mean I wasn't gonna say anything but yeah of course I would change that you know (laughs) when y'all walk into a room 
whether it's at church or at a restaurant or at a party at a house, what's the first thing you think about? How can I help? So what's the first thing that you think about when you walk into a room full of people? I'll go to that person if I, it's in an event somewhere. I'm like If I know them, like, how can I help you? Yeah, like, you're going to go help? to the host. Yeah, I'll go to okay. the host and be like, how can I help? Okay. Because I look for someone who is overwhelmed. And I may not be looking for it, but I can like see it and spot it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, how can I help you? How can I make this easier for you? Wow. Yeah. Okay. For me, I'm gauging the vibe of the room. Okay. So I can tell. I could tell walking in here if y'all had had a really stressful day, uh-huh. usually. Uh-huh. Uh, now, this podcast is called That Sounds Fun. So right. <laughs> you're probably always going to be having fun time, but it's like... I can go into a room and know if somebody's mad at another person. I can really gauge that. I mean, the second oh, I walk wow. into yeah. a room, it's okay. wild. So then I think down inside, okay, what can I do to alleviate this? Mm. That sometimes is my superpower and that sometimes is the thing that is really bad. Yeah, tell me why. no one needs, no, they're not asking for my advice. They're not asking for oh, me wow. to help. And if I just immediately start trying to help, then that's what really throws a wrench into the this situation really <laughs> if yeah. you just in, insert your help mm-hmm. without being asked <clears throat> okay and uh and that's where being a healthy two and unhealthy two uh can come into play so an unhealthy two would walk into that situation and just immediately insert their self because they think they know what you need mm. and a healthy two would step back and say yeah i can see what's going on this might be what they need but we'll wait and find out if that's what they're asking for wow okay because when I walk in a room, I do not do those things. <laughs> this is why I love. And also, y'all didn't bring any notes. You didn't do anything. And some of the other numbers have shown up with like typed up notes. I mean, it has been even Craig and Jenna have been like fascinated by how different people show up, who shows up early, who shows up on time, who's late. I mean, it's so and y'all were on time, just like twos, because you don't want to put me out. You want right. to make sure that you're helping get this done. So it's just fascinating. I to totally watch. emailed Jenna and I texted you. I was like, this elevator is so slow. <laughs> oh, bless your I was heart. like, it's taking 10 years. I was like, I'll see you when I'm 50. And <laughs> I, t- I emailed Jenna. I was like, hey, I'm here. It's oh my gosh, you could have texted me. I, oh my God. You have my phone number. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even thought, I didn't even think about that. I didn't want to bother you. Yeah, Amy. I mean, right, right. I always didn't want to bother you. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with our twos to tell you about our friends over at Thistle Farms. Thistle Farms is an incredible organization that we are so blessed to partner with, helping women survivors of trafficking, prostitution, and addiction. They recently sent me one of their candles and rollers from their new healing collection, you guys. They come so beautifully packaged. Like, I wish I could come through this microphone and show you how aesthetically pleasing they are. Not only are they beautiful, but they have all different kinds of scents and essential oils in their collection that you can have around your home or carry the roll-on scents in your purse on the go or your backpack. Lighting a candle is very symbolic for Thistle Farms. They've lit a candle every day for over 20 years to symbolically light the way home for the next woman coming off the streets. You can light the way home, too, when you get a candle from thistlefarms.org and help support an amazing mission. In fact, they've graciously offered 15% off for our That Sounds Fun listeners by using the promo code That Sounds Fun. That's thistlefarms.org. And remember to use the promo code That Sounds Fun to get 15% off and we can light the way together. Oh, I love them. I think you guys are going to love, love, love their stuff. And now back to the show. Okay, let's talk about quarantine a little bit. Tell me the first part of 2020, tornado to quarantine. And 
tell me what that was like for you. Oh, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard at first um, because I was coming off of maternity leave. Right. Right. When at the beginning of 2020, I went back to work in February, I believe. Yeah. I actually can't remember. I think February. Yeah. And it was it was hard at first because I'd missed seeing our my people for so long. I'd missed serving. I'd missed my teammates because I hadn't seen them since December. Yeah. So it was really hard in the beginning and being inside my house not going anywhere, not doing anything, not seeing people, um, because I'm also extroverted too. And not having that was really difficult for me um, to where my husband be like, hey, why don't you go check the mail? <laughs> do you want to go outside? He's like, that's something you could do every day to like get you out of the house. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Um, but yeah, that was, it was hard for me, especially with having a newborn and making sure everything is getting done while having a newborn but yeah right. it was it was just hard it was hard not being able to do much or be a part of anything yeah yeah what about you Riley besides quarantine kitty that's a highlight <laughs> that is a big highlight I would say for well for most twos you need to be around people right. like you need to be doing something around people uh also Riley had coronavirus by the way <laughs> it's unconfirmed but we're pretty sure <laughs> I was like hold I up I mean he was sick <laughs> very sick the sickest I've ever been it just happened to be when the world shut down. So And happened to be when his roommate had coronavirus. True. So, <laughs> Dang. And his is confirmed, right? His was confirmed. Yeah. Yes. So there's a real hot chance this guy <laughs> had it. Um, so, yeah, I was saying that we need to be around people all the time. Another thing for at least my job is that as a tour manager, you are helping artists mm. accomplish their dream essentially of getting music to the masses. So it's, you know, working logistics, you know, handling all the details, managing people. And when you can't do any of that kind of stuff, when you can't actually help, you know, I can't help coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I'm not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so my job at that time felt like it just did not matter. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like crushing to me, you know, especially like you work so hard and you're right. good at your job, but you're not able to actually help the world. So what do you even mm-hmm. do? You yeah. Know? I thought so. I My tour manager, my closest tour manager friend is a nine. And then I have a couple of y'all that are twos. And I'm like, your job is non-existent right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And your job isn't only a financial thing. It's a soul thing for y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, not being able to do all that was pretty rough. I think I had to work through that a little bit. And then I realized there's actually some other things that I can do to help people out. Mm-hmm. So I started like tweaking some things and I actually created an online course during quarantine, which was, it's been awesome. Yeah. So Amazing. that felt that felt really good to be able to um, continue to help people in a completely different way than I'd ever done before. Yeah. Tell us about the course. Can people still grab it? Yeah. It yeah. Available? It's, it's, uh, it's called how to be a tour manager. Yeah. And, uh, my company is called tour collective Yeah, and, uh, you can just search how to be a tour manager tour collective. And, uh, yeah, we, we're doing like small hands-on classes, uh, taking you, you know, through the whole like day, we created a fake band and a fake tour and <laughs> fake shows, fake That's venues. So cool. and it's, yeah, we're just kind of giving you what you teaching them how really to learn. advance and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 all the details. That's really wow. cool. Yeah. A fake band. What's the fake band's name? It's called the 1962s. 
<laughs> Why? Which, uh, you know, no one knows this, but the band Colony House, we actually uh, were working on a name for the band a long time ago and yeah. then found out that all of our parents were born in 1962. Uh-huh. And we're just like, we should call it the 1962s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, and then the 1975 came out and we, right. it would have been squashed. So yeah, they, that's they right. did a great job choosing Colony House. But, so then you picked the 1962s. Uh, yeah, that's our fake, fake band. band. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's fun. So overall, did you feel like, do, do y'all feel like you came out of quarantine thinking that was good and I learned something or like, I don't ever want to do that again? Or what was the... I came out, feel, I mean, I feel like I found a lot of things I needed to work on yeah. during that time. And I'm coming out of it better. Like, I'm almost like, I'm cool with working at home now. Yeah. Like, I'm cool at being at home now because, to be honest, I'm all Zoomed out. Like, I don't want to Zoom know, ever again. I know. People are like, what do you want to leave behind in this quarantine? I said, bye, girl. Bye, yeah, Zoom. that's right. Bye, Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to deal right. with you anymore. But during that time of, like, oh, I don't get to do this, I don't get to do that, but, like, finding ways to, like, make it work yeah and once I found those things to make it work like I'm just like okay I can hang with this now I'm good to go yeah um but yeah just like realizing like what was healthy for me during that time and what wasn't and learning what I want to take with me from this yeah so yeah I'm better now than I was in the beginning with yeah it. what would you say Riley I'm definitely better now uh one we already talked about this but quarantine cutie right hey. uh, I'm just gonna keep going hey. Hey. every time, every time. yeah I love it uh, <laughs> um <laughs> So found a quarantine cutie, which was great. Yeah. Second of all, picked up running. Um, and, yeah. And my gym was shut down, so I picked up running, and that's been really great. Also, a big one, learning how to be by myself. Yeah. Which I didn't realize this. I'm terrible at being by myself huh. and just, like, spending large amounts mm -hmm. of time by you myself. Too. And this has been a really great time for that. I was really bad at the beginning, and I'm still – probably compared to most people bad now but yeah I've, I've learned how to like actually be more introspective and it's mm -hmm. been really great yeah I'm pretty terrible at being alone too for it's one of the interesting things about Enneagram is we can all do the same behaviors it can be terrible we can all three be terrible at being alone mm -hmm. the motivations behind why we're terrible or what is different right. right right but I think that's really interesting I wonder if that's across the board with twos that being alone is harder than it is for some other numbers I would think so you said it you said it, that that's true yeah, because you're kind of always picking up on what other people are putting down as a yeah. two. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And so you're kind of motivated by others in a way and, and their needs. And so when you're by yourself, you're like, oh, shoot, no one needs me right now. I'm alone. I don't know what to do with my yeah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my heart. Right, my heart. all of it. <laughs> How has understanding your number, like when the transition from not knowing Enneagram to knowing Enneagram and knowing you're a two – how has figuring that out affected your spiritual life? Man, I would say that just like I was saying that no one needs me, realizing that God does not need me, mm. that I don't have to do anything to win love. Just those two thoughts have been super life-giving to me. Knowing that if I mess up or do something that like goes against you know, how I feel I need to be living, that I am... I am not like having to spend days and days of repenting and feeling bad yeah. and just like having this major shame. I don't know. It's kind of lifted shame for me in a lot really? of ways. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't, you shouldn't feel shame for doing bad things, sure. but uh, <laughs> it is just the everyday thing of just simply not even like not reading my Bible, not opening yeah. my devotional for a long period of time. I was brought up that that was very shameful. And I realize now that's not, that's not the truth. Yeah. Um, and so that's been super helpful for me. Yeah. 
What about you, Stina? I think just realizing and understanding that it is okay to just be Mm -hmm. and that I don't owe anybody anything. Mm. Like I don't owe anyone any explanations why I do what I do, why I say what I say, why I believe in what I believe in. But knowing that like as long as I live that action out, then I don't have to say much. Because, you know, like, again, wanting to feel loved and wanted and appreciated and seen even, you want to say a lot of things. You want to do a lot of things. But that's something that God's like, hey, you're okay to just be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this A, B, and C. You're all, you're fine. Yeah. You don't owe anyone anything. Wow. Just be focused on what's happening with between me and you and yeah. not anywhere else. Man, yeah. that's interesting. Riley, tell me why you think it's hard for men to identify as twos. Oh, this is a great topic. I oh, love talking. Everybody can see you roll your eyes so <laughs> hard. That was an audible eye roll. I feel like the two is the definitions are typically very non-masculine. As okay. a man, I don't want to be known as a helper, and I can't say why. I just don't want to be the that's helper. Fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be the. Well, I mean, nurture. that's what they call Eve, right? Adam's mm-hmm. helper, right? So yeah. I can get yeah. why that would. And a lot of times I think it, it uh, there are a lot of women twos. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably, I would love to see a stat. Do you know a stat? I don't know a stat, but I, I would imagine that there are more women who identify as twos than men mm-hmm. by a lot. Mm-hmm. I think culture has appropriated that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like the woman is at, at home, you know, not nowadays, but the old time culture. Yeah. The woman's at home taking care of the kids. They're nurturing. And then as a male, you you get this, uh, you know, you I learn that you identify as a two and you're like, oh, man, that's what I was saying earlier. I just want to be the three. I want to yeah. be the achiever. I want to be the guy going out or the seven who's the life of the party, you know, uh, <laughs> at least that's me personally. Yeah, but yeah. for I think it can be extremely powerful, though, for a male to be a two and to be a healthy two. Mm-hmm. I like to call the two not just the helper, but the giver. And I think when you have a heart that can uh, line up with healthy giving, I think that's so powerful. I think you can, you know, change people's lives really, really well. So uh, talk to the men that are listening that think they might be twos, but they're like, yeah, I'm probably a three. It's cool. (laughs) What's what is that power that's in actually calling yourself a two? Well, I think you are learning what people need and uh, figuring out ways that you can solve, help their problems. But you know, one, wait till they ask you. Mm-hmm. Don't just be in their life just to help solve their problems. Yeah. Actually get to know them. Let's go with that. Okay, great. That's great. <laughs> That's a great answer. One of my favorite men I've ever known, besides you, you're one of my favorite men I've ever known oh, too, but another you. man that I really like is a two. And I consistently found him to be thinking before me about what I might emotionally need. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this, this, and this, because I, I don't want you to think this. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow, how thoughtful. I just was impressed. I, I And I wondered if that was his two-ness, because it's a way to give. It's just an emotional way to give versus a showing up with treats kind of way. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've Treats I love. Don't oh. misunderstand, sir. <laughs> All right, I'm bringing them next time. Treats I'm writing it down. every welcome, but you are enough without them. Thank so, you so much. But you are welcome to bring them. <laughs> Stina, when you think about being a two, there are women listening who are sure they're a two. Mm-hmm. And they feel like if I don't do what I've always done for my friends, I've always done these things for my friends, and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I'm tired of doing all those things. But that's how I know they love me. 
Yeah. Is when I do these things and what they say. What do you say to the woman who who is getting healthier in her tunis and doesn't yeah. want to perform so much? Yeah, I would start with that as like just move towards becoming that healthier version of that too. Mm-hmm. And also as well as how it affected my spiritual life. Like you can be okay with that because again, you don't owe anyone anything and no one's expecting you unless they're taking advantage of you Mm. to expect that thing of you. So it is completely okay not to, to give, 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 because also you want to be careful of never that turning into performing Yeah, because you can get so lost in that. And that's something that I realized before ever knowing anything about the Enneagram is how some of that can come off as performance. Yeah. But yeah, I would say just encourage to find that healthy, the healthy, healthy part, not what everyone's telling you what the healthy part mm-hmm. is, but learn that everyone else is going to have a different healthy, a uh, different version of healthy yeah. and whatever applies to you, find that, study that and know that within yourself and, and just don't think that you owe anybody anything. Just yeah. Try to put you first. Yeah. Try to put you first. And that's something that my husband has taught me is telling me it's okay to put myself first. Yeah. Love to, others as you love yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the big goals of this series last year and this year is eight out of nine of us aren't twos. Right. <laughs> eight out of nine of right. us are something else. But I want to love my two friends better. So what do you need from the other people in your life? who are not twos, what does it look like? What do people say? What can they do that makes you feel really loved from a partner to a friend to a family member? I just, it's as simple as being, just knowing like, hey, without us having to tell you what we need, maybe just learning from us. Like as like we're learning about you, like the things that you love, just maybe pay attention to the Mm. things that we love and that we like and taking action in that and serving us without us having to say anything. And it's, that's not, I'm trying for that not to sound manipulative or no, saying that I do this because I want something no. back, but just um, know too that we also need to be filled. Yeah. We also need to be yeah. filled up um, and we're yeah. not going to ask for it. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riley, what would you say? What do you need from your people? I would agree that we are probably not going to tell you what we need. Yeah. It's going to be very Why? hard for Why us. don't you just say? It's going to be very hard for us. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. something in the DNA. I think if you are a, a very healthy two, you will say, you will state your needs. Uh-huh. Um, it's just harder. Yeah. You feel the worst thing about it too, and I don't know if you can agree with this, but you don't want to feel needy. Would you right? say that? Yes, yes. I don't I don't want to make it sound like, but what about me? What about me? I'm giving, yeah. I'm giving, but what about me? I, that's nowhere near I want right. to be. I might be cooking all. dinner and have three things burning on the stove at one time, and then someone says, you want me to help out? I'm like, no, 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 that's okay. I'm fine. I've got it. i got it. Yeah. Obviously, there are fires happening <laughs> in front of me. I need you to help me put out the fire. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think it's fine. Fine, fine, fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Just go sit and relax. I don't want you to feel like, yeah. Yeah, wow. so I'm not sure why we why we do that, but if we have my closest friends will check in and say, "Hey, are you sure you're telling me everything? Are uh-huh. you sure? Are you sure?" And then I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. actually, you know, I do yeah. have this thing going on, and I would love, you know, to get some advice or some wisdom yeah. on that." And uh, and those friends, like, they always are hitting me up, making sure I'm okay, and I appreciate that. Also, whenever they just like notice something that I like, mm-hmm. and they immediately try to um, uh, bring that to me, whether it's an experience or uh, a treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the same way as I show love, I yeah. also receive love. Mm-hmm. I think an interesting thing about twos, y'all can tell me I'm wrong about this. There's a couple of numbers that when something is going wrong with them, 
they are a siren with their mouths, like a seven. I'm going to tell you something sideways, right? Like I'm going to, you're going to know because of my very loud behavior, but twos and maybe nines and fives, the alarm is silent. It's a silent alarm. It's a silent alarm, but it's, you can definitely, uh, view it if you are paying attention. That's what I want you to tell me. If you're paying attention, that matters to y'all. Yeah, because twos will be, and I don't know if this is for you too, Sina, the, uh, are you passive aggressive ever? Sometimes if I'm very stressed, I can get passive aggressive accidentally. I don't mean Mm -hmm. to be, I don't want to be, Yeah. but I'm just really like, you turn into that eight, the bad unhealthy eight. Oh, that's where y'all go and your unhealth is unhealthy Mm -hmm. eight. Okay. Okay. I have this thing where my face knows what I'm feeling before I actually do. Mm. Um, (laughs) And that is... (laughs) That's what I was going to ask is what's the yeah. alarm for us to know when a two has over twoed? Yeah. Like I want my face for so- somehow. Good job, face. Good yeah. job for doing it. But knows what I'm feeling before I actually, because I'm a processor. Yeah. But somehow it gets to my face first. And that's how someone can tell like something's up. But also, too, I could be processing. It's kind of tricky. It's very tricky. But I do find times where I will speak up mm-hmm. if something is very, very, like, just I need to say something, I will say it. But it yeah. takes me a while to get there, to be yeah. able to get the guts to say it. Yeah. But normally, you can tell by my face. So, Riley, <laughs> speak for your entire gender. I'm sorry to make yeah. you do that. <laughs> but how do we know when a male two's alarm is going off? I would say they're bossy, very bossy. Okay. Which is the opposite of a typical two. Mm-hmm. You know, typical two is, like, loving and kind and easygoing. Uh Really bossy. Nothing can go right. Like you can't. Even if you're doing something right, it's not going to be good enough right. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you identify with that at I all? Can, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'd say those are the kind of the the main things. Okay. I just feel like it's it's very helpful if we were gonna, if we're going to love our two friends well. It's not just about noticing when telling them when they're doing it something kind. It's about paying attention to your silent alarm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? <laughs> yes. The silent alarm for a two can be. I mean. It can be silent or it can also be loud. When you go into that right. unhealthy eight, you just become a whole, I feel like I morph into a whole different kind of human. Okay. And sometimes I can feel it happening and I'm just like, oh, I hate myself right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yes. then I like, my own alarm is going off and I'm like, okay, I got to rework everything here. That happens here at work where I start to, and seven goes to a one in unhealth. And I, and I can feel myself building, building, building toward a one. And I'm like, yo, 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 you're fine. You're fine. So maybe, Christina, maybe it's more of a silent alarm in women than it is in men. I it just think be. of some of my girlfriends that are twos. And I'm like, we don't know something's wrong until they've made like seven casseroles. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, what's, why are you doing? And then there's tears. And then there's a thing. You know, yeah. it just feels like maybe it's just a little, it takes a little longer for the female twos in my life. It takes a little longer for me, but... Again, if it's something that is super, super important and I like realize it right then and there, then I will yeah. say something. But yeah. again, I am a processor. That may right. be a two thing. Right. I don't know. No, and I like that. I know in our marriage for me and Nate, like he he's the fixer and I'm the processor and it takes me a minute. If we get mm-hmm. into an argument, I'm like, hey, I need, I don't want to fix this right now. Are you a processor? Right I'm a processor. Ah, maybe uh, that's a two thing. It, if I'm in a situation that's rough. <laughs> I will not respond right there right. exactly what I need to do. It might even I might even have to sleep on it. And I'll probably when I go to bed at night, I'm usually thinking about my relationships and like how I've been really? how I've been in all my relationships. So it usually that day? won't that day or just in the past, like what feels like not not right mm. for me. Uh, and so I'll usually kind of process it then and then I might like wake up in the morning and think, okay, 
I got to fix this now. Like I got to do this, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's like something with, that could be with friendships or if you're a leader, that could be with people that you are leaders over. Yeah. The, I, for me, I'm definitely a processor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like being a two now that you know it and now that you've lived in it for a while? I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> I accept it. I, yeah. Cause that's just who I've been. Like yeah. I said, before even knowing anything about the Enneagram, that's just who I've been. I think now in the past several years like once I started finding like my identity like who is Christina like who is she after a million things have ever happened in her life who is she now yeah and I think just accepting that and it just makes sense of who I am yeah and but I can find that I'm a lot healthier than when I was single because I was single for years and I was very independent and did not need any help uh-huh. or I did not need a man yeah. um, <laughs> but I very much did need a man yeah. um, <laughs> but super independent but knowing that that was just an unhealthy part of me yeah. not accepting any help in any of that but now I accept it I know it and I'm more gearing towards and want to be and live in the healthy to now understanding what it all is yeah that yeah. makes sense do you like it better now? I do like being a two yeah, yeah I like I love when I'm operating in a place of health and when I do something for someone and see their face light up mm-hmm. because it brought them a lot of joy. Yeah. That just, that is like yeah. fuel for me for days. Yeah. And that is just, I mean, you can't really replace that. Yeah. At least. Even you walking with me to get tacos was like such a great, it made the experience so much better. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so those I were my that. second tacos. Of day. the day. Yeah. <laughs> In the morning. We hadn't even hit noon yet. Oh, yeah, we had. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we had. It was right afternoon. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I think it's so powerful, Riley, what you said about the strength, the how men can see being a two as a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we there's parts of Jesus that were very clearly two-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's everything, right? But, mm-hmm. but man, he was so wow. clearly serving and got so much joy from meeting other people's mm-hmm. needs constantly. So it, I, it bothers me that our culture has appropriated two-ness to feminine. Mm. Yeah. I don't like it. Wouldn't that something that women would want is someone to find and know those needs, right? Yeah, right. Like in a two, like I know I, I can speak for myself because I can't, like you said, I have been passive aggressive with in in relationships and just like, oh, you don't know what I need? Then yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> but I feel like knowing when women are like, I have a type and this, 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 and this. And a lot of those are like two qualities that they're looking for. So yeah. I don't know. The same happens to women's with being an eight. Women uh, with being an eight. Eight women feel like it's, that it's been decided that eight is masculine. Mm. So it's fascinating. What I, are you thinking? Your brain's spinning. I think eight women are awesome. Right? Yeah. I they think, are. I think they're incredible. I think they're really great. I mean, a lot of, lot of leaders, a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, women who do stuff. Yeah. Which is tight. I, I think they're awesome. <laughs> you hear that? Eight ladies. He's taken. He's got a quarantine cutie, but he's a hey. fan of yours. Hey. What, <laughs> what type is she? Uh, she's a nine, actually. Oh, peacemaker. of course. Two's a nine. That's adorable. Yeah, what she you processes you were. forever. Really? <laughs> Even longer than you? Way, way longer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, she'll give me an answer to a question I ask about four days later. Oh, wow. Man, that's super healthy that y'all are able to do that, though, and mm-hmm. not like not get impatient all the time yeah. about it. Funny enough, before you asked me to do this podcast, we were actually going through an Enneagram course together online already, which is so fun. (laughs) I think that's great. I think it's smart. Okay, tell me what we didn't say about twos that you want to make sure people know about twos. I would say my advice to any two is whether you're male, whether you're female, you can't take care of other people 
until you take care of yourself. Word. And you cannot operate from a place of abundance until you really fix what's going on inside. How do you do that? Well, I think you, one, you got to be introspective. Yeah. When you got to figure out what, yeah. yeah, just self-aware. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about the Enneagram is it's helping you be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking to my dad about it today, you know. Yeah. Uh, sen- sen- senior squares. Sen- yes. you're a junior. <laughs> <laughs> he's a junior, but he's my senior. Wow. <laughs> he's a junior and a senior. That's amazing. But yeah, you can't operate uh, from a place of, of abundance if you are um, in like giving, if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's just going to all come out wrong. Yeah. And um, yeah, twos are powerful but you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. I would, I mean, I piggyback off of that too. And just knowing that because there are two, because we are twos, we're not weak. Like, please don't see us as being weak um, and not having a voice and, and, and not maybe because we are silent in the beginning doesn't mean that we don't have a thought of Mm -hmm. what you just said. Like, please come back to us and ask us actually our opinions on things. Cause we, do have opinions on things and um we just may may take us a little longer to think about it mm-hmm. but yeah please don't see our two-ness as a weakness yeah that's yeah. beautiful that's that's both of those are very thoughtful yeah. can i piggyback on yeah. cena's piggyback please Go. do yeah. come okay. on you're talking about not being weak in your voice <laughs> yeah. uh using your voice in the state of our world what's going on i have felt so many times that my voice doesn't matter mm-hmm. and and what i think doesn't matter and i think i don't know if that's a two thing it feels like a two thing like oh Everybody else's voice is good, but mine's not. And uh, and the world wants to know your voice as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, That's right. especially when you've got great things to say. Yeah. And we just need to hear your perspective mm-hmm. on things. This is a perfect lead-in that you didn't know you were doing. Because what we're going to do after this, we're going to take a couple of minutes and hop on YouTube. And I have some questions about the election for you. Oh, man. So, I set it up. It's the only thing I didn't prep everybody for is the YouTube Ew. video. So it'll, it'll be easy. Yeah. It won't be as scary as it feels. Yeah. Um, but I do want, because we want your opinion about how do we, if we're, if I am a two, which I'm not, but if the listeners are two, how do we walk toward the election in a healthy way? Mm. And so we'll talk about that for just a minute on YouTube. But the last question we always ask. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what yes. you do for fun. Well, it's hard because we've been in, haven't been able to do much of anything. Right. Honestly, like what sounded fun, like what sounds fun to me, like right now, and what I've been asking for since quarantine started. So it's so small, maybe so silly. No, I'm into but it. But listen, like I want a basketball goal in my, I want a basketball hoop, hoop in my front yard. Okay. I've been asking for that for since day one. I'm like, yeah. that sounds fun. <laughs> you just Let need me- like one of those that you buy at Toys R Us. <laughs> R.I.P. I don't think there's a Toys R Us anymore. Who's at she? Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> like you just want one of her. those tall ones. I want like I you don't mean, need yes. it in the ground, right? No, I mean just one you can just put in the in the driveway yeah. and just like and just size. hoop it up. Yes. Yeah. And hoop it up. Listen, like I love sports. I love basketball. I love all the things. And like getting to like get me outside right now, especially it being it so dang hot. Yeah. Like that sounds fun to me right now. Like I just wanna like bring some friends over and let's just play. Okay. Whether it be horse, whether it be pig, pig or right. knockout. I mean, knockout. come on. I like, love it just, knockout. It, it yes. is the most random of things. Yeah. But right now, what sounds fun is a vacation, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take me somewhere, too. please. Yeah. I respect take that. Take me somewhere. Uh, what about you, Riley? Well, it is getting hotter. Mm-hmm. And every day that it gets hotter, all I want to do is be on the water. Yeah. So let's go rent one of those 
double decker pontoon boats with a slide. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's put all of our friends on the boat and a grill, uh-huh. and let's just spend all day on the water. Will yes. you bring treats? Oh, we'll have dogs, burgers, <laughs> all the chips you can think of. Oh my gosh, I love chips. Yeah, and I'll probably rent the boat and forget to charge all my friends <laughs> because I'm a two. And I don't want to ask for anyone's help paying for the boat. When you remember it's the next week and you feel awkward. And and you feel awful sending a Venmo request to all your friends. And uh, you go crawl in a ball of shame and continue on. <laughs> Riley, I refuse to, to go on a boat with you unless I've paid for part of the boat. So that's I'm, part I'm of the I'm writing that down. I'm yes. remembering that. <laughs> that's part of the rules. That's hysterical. That's great. Y'all, that was so good. Nothing you feel like we left out. Everybody feels great? Yeah. yeah feel good. I'm yeah. just glad to be friends with both of y'all. Thank Same. you for doing this. Thanks I really appreciate us. it. Friends, don't you love Christina and Riley? Oh my gosh, my gosh. Listen, twos, I can't live without them. Some of my very best friends are twos. I just cannot get enough of Enneagram twos in my life. And Christina and Riley are exactly why you heard it in their stories. I just love them and I'm so grateful for them. As we're sharing all things Enneagram, I want to remind you about our Ennea Summer 2020 sponsor. If you are curious about your number, now that we're about halfway through, I encourage you to check out your Enneagram coach and take the assessment. They have amazing courses and tools to learn more about the Enneagram and building relationships with other numbers. You can take the assessment by going to yourenneagramcoach.com slash that sounds fun or by clicking through the link in our show notes. And as you may know, we've been saving a question or two for an exclusive YouTube clip after each interview. And so for this whole series, I wanted to ask each of our Ennea Summer 2020 guests to talk about the upcoming election. So to hear some truthful and really open-hearted thoughts from the Enneagram 2s, head to youtube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF, like that sounds fun, or just click the link in the show notes below. And hey, if you identify as an Enneagram 2, share this episode with your people so we can get to know you better and love you and understand you better. Twos, we want to love you as well as you love us. I don't know that it'll ever be possible, but we sure want to try. If y'all need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And don't forget we have special Ennea Summer 2020 koozies over at shopanniefdowns.com. And as of last week, we have confetti poppers. So head on over to shopanniefdowns.com. Our Enneagram 3s are coming on Thursday, y'all. 3s, they're here. Taylor and Candace are here. I cannot wait for you to hear this one. But first, actually, on Wednesday, we have a surprise drop-in. We'll have a couple of these during the month. And we get to talk on Wednesday with Paula Ferris from Good Morning America, from The View, and her new book, Called Out. So that will be on Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the special drop-in episodes we'll have for this month. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. And we'll see you back here on Wednesday with Paula. And then on Thursday with our Enneagram 3s. Y'all have a great week.